This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Illini Inquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper, and I, I, just as Derek Piper picked up the phone, I said, were you a little nervous there that we we're going to deal with meltdown mode with Illinois as they get down 19-4 to within the first five minutes? You're like, where is the toughness? Has this team got it in them? Well, and then they pretty much dominated the rest of that game, and they beat Penn State 98-81. to uh, So, Derek, just overall impressions, how do you explain the slow start and then the just track meet uh, Illinois actually just annihilated Penn State in the last 35 minutes. Yeah, the slow start's concerning, and it's something that obviously needs to be addressed. I mean, they they came out, in contrast, I thought they came out great at Rutgers and, and really uh, dictated the pace, dictated the game early on. Um, to, to start off that slow against Penn State, you know, obviously they had uh, slower starts against Ohio, um, you know, against Missouri. So it's something that you kind of gotta you gotta look at, um, but yeah, to to be able to bounce back when you're down 16 to two, you're down 19 to four. Um, Penn State's been a team that has been streaky, really hot and really cold. Um, they got up 29-10 on Seton Hall in a game, ended up losing that one in overtime. Um, you had to be able to to fight back, and, and knew that if you're able to make baskets in Penn State down low just had absolutely no answer for Kofi and you knew that going in where uh, Hera is 6'9 he's the tallest dude on the roster and a couple of 6'8 guys that just don't have the the ability to, to hang down low so uh, it was one that you had to to fight through battle through it was good to erase a 15 point deficit within the first half and, and kind of have his clean slate at halftime uh, and then I would assume who takes over in the second half and, and he he was spectacular in the final 20 minutes but yeah, this is a team that is playing with a lot of tempo, a lot of a lot of efficiency offensively. They're now fifth in Ken Palm and offensive efficiency. Their tempo is extremely high. Uh, defensively, they've taken a step back to where they were, I think, 35th in defensive efficiency going into this game. Now they're about 46, if I have that right. And we can talk more about it in depth, but this team kind of more than maybe Brad would even like mirrors Iowa a little bit more than they probably <laughs> would have hoped going into this season in terms of who they are, what their profile looks like. They're explosive offensively, but they're not getting enough stops. Yeah, they absolutely dominated on the interior, and that is their key to success. Uh, They don't hit threes quite like Iowa. Uh, I know we've seen a couple games, but maybe not as much against high major opponents here, Derek. Um, But before we do get into the positives, and there are plenty of them in this game, and and I actually come out um, pretty happy about how this game turned out, Uh, but defensively, I think the biggest issue right now is just – twofold right like 
guarding the ball has been such an issue for them. And, and there were some plays Trent Frazier had fantastic defense on Myron Jones, and Myron Jones was just too strong, right? Those don't bother me. Uh, Penn State made a ridiculous amount of contested, tough two-point jumpers. That doesn't bother me, right? Uh, they shot 7-23 to 23 from three. You'll take that every game. But it's the stopping the ball, whether it's in transition, and that continued into the second half, or just communication in the ball screen, like Adam Miller just not knowing what to do and Trent Frazier not communicating with him and, and Georgie running at a big man who's barely made any threes. That's the stuff that has to get fixed. And it's not just the young guys. I mean, some of it is the young guys. It's, it was fouling before, but we've seen, and Brad's been asked about it, and he's been saying these guards are good, which is true, but Illinois is making it too easy on these guys uh, to get to the bucket. They are, definitely. And you can use that excuse if that's what it is as far as the guards you're facing being good. There's a lot of good guards in this league. There's good guards along the way that you're going to go up against in an NCAA tournament. Yeah, you got to be able to to get more stops. And, and I, I agree with you. I think Trent did a, a pretty good job for the most part. Myron Jones made a lot of those tough pull-up jumpers. Uh, and some guys on Penn State, that's kind of what they do. It, it, Brockington is, is another one that off the dribble is looking to pull up, and uh, that's a strength of his. But overall, yeah, I, just the mistakes. Uh, I think back to, to Georgie running out on Buttrick, who's made five or six threes in the last, whatever it is, 40 games. And, and that's just a scouting report thing that you, you, can't, you can't afford. Uh, Adam Miller blows a switch. Brockington gets a gets a dunk on a drive to the lane, and, and yeah, some of the transition stuff. And I know that Brad even mentioned in the post game once once we get out of Sumu locked in on defense that he can be as good of a player that he's coached. So he's still demanding more from guys like Io. Obviously, uh, freshmen like Adam Curbelo got to make fewer mistakes, and just the overall team chemistry defensively uh, ha- has has a, a lot of a lot of ways to grow I think uh, overall and now there are some limitations built in and some of that has to do with Kofi because you, you'll watch the way other teams defend and uh, whether or not they're going to switch their big guy onto a guard but just having the ability to hedge and keep that that guard out of the lane and the ball screen Illinois can't necessarily do that unless Trent is just or whoever it may be is, is really able to fight through that screen and not allow the angle um, and, and, you know, some teams are going to be able to exploit that, and that's something that there's going to be a give and take, but uh, you got to be able to find a way. So, uh, yeah, overall, this going into this game was the same defensive efficiency that they finished with last year, but I don't think anyone's fooled that they're not at that level right now uh, in terms of being a top five defense in the Big Ten and being uh, a team that, that has, has it working um, defensively like they did last year. Yeah, I think the the conversation we're having is to to win a Big Ten title, to be a Big Ten title contender, that's what they got to fix. Because if you had this game against a better team, more talented team, you might not be able to come back and score, I don't know, how many points they have in the last 35 minutes there. It was like 96, 90, you know, 94 in the last 35 minutes of this game. It was absolutely ridiculous. I don't think other teams are, are doing that. Penn State's not very good defensively either, but... Um, Let's go to the positive, Derek. Um, this is a ridiculously good offensive team. Um, Io Desumu has a bad first, and not bad, but just an okay, you know, for him, relative okay, uh, 10, 15, 20 minutes, first half. And 
Then he just turns it on for seven minutes, scores 15 points, and gets whatever he wants. He gets to the free throw line. Another day where he's got more than five rebounds, more than five assists. And then Kofi Coburn is on one right now. The last four games, he's been ridiculously efficient. 38 of 52 from the field. His touch has greatly improved. He's not turning it over nearly as much, Derek. And I think what we talked about coming into the season The Big Ten's big men aren't nearly as good as they were last year, right? I mean, there are so many big men that are now playing in the NBA, whether it's Jalen Smith or Daniel Oturo or Xavier Tillman. You know, Gars is back, and there's definitely Miles Johnson's a very good big at Rutgers. But he's going to be able to feast like this if Illinois is continually able to get get him the ball. Illinois still has, I don't know, many duos that are better than that. So every night you have those guys, it gives you a chance to to win a Big Ten game, Derek. No doubt about it. You, you went into this game uh, and you looked on paper, you looked into some of the analytics for Penn State, and it was an opportunity for Illinois' two stars to really feast. Penn State has not graded out well guarding the, the pick-and-roll ball handler, and we obviously know that Io can, can really slice up a defense there. He did so in the second half. He did so – last year in state college uh, in his really impressive game when he returns and, and beats number nine, Penn state. And again, they, they did not have the size to, to battle against Kofi. Uh, I don't think Penn state's going to have a fun time playing Iowa and Garza or Indiana and Trace Jackson Davis either, but Kofi to his credit uh, did what he was supposed to do. And like you said, his touch here recently has, has been much improved from what we saw in, in games against Missouri uh, or, or, you know, the, the non-conference where he's just not finishing around the rim at, a, at an ideal level. And, and part of that also was was being able to hold on to the ball. And, and that's something that he's also lately been, been able to, to do at a, at a better rate. So, um, yeah, both of those guys, uh, when you look at Kofi, you look around the league, there's just not the same depth. You know, you go into this game last year and you got to face Watkins, you face Minnesota last year at Soturu. Uh, like you said, with Jalen Smith in Maryland. So there, there's going to be some of those those mismatches throughout the league that Kofi's really got to be able to dominate. And, and so far in the league games that he's he's gone up against, and he, he faced a good one in Miles Johnson. Now he had more success against Cliff Omayuri, a freshman, and Johnson gets in in the second half, and Rutgers puts more emphasis on taking him away. And, and that's when, when they made their big run. But, uh, yeah, when you have two all-big 10 first team type of guys and you can kind of have them take over in that in that moment that's what makes you a a team that gets picked to potentially win a big 10 and 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 have that kind of a ceiling uh offensively and really overall as a team and uh, i want to give a a quick shout out derek to uh, georgie pishanishvili an efficient four or five for eight points a couple boards um he's been a really good backup big this year, uh, I know he's going to have some some moments as every player, uh, but right now he's averaging seven plus points, about four rebounds. Um, that's just a Illinois should have the advantage. Like Illinois, I don't think has lost a game when they win the rebounds, when they you know win points in the paint, which they're often doing. Like that should be they should be able to do that every night with those two. Right, absolutely. Um, and Georgie, I got the, the numbers here pulled up. In three Big Ten games, so still relatively small sample size if we take what we got, and, and it's been encouraging so far. He's shooting 73% on mm-hmm. his two-point field goals, and, and last year in the Big Ten it was 41. So, that I mean, that's a drastic 
improvement and the touch is there the confidence is there i think he does a great job now i mean we're seeing the footwork again where he's being patient he's able to feel out the defender or when he has that opportunity to, to rip down an offensive rebound and go back up strong it's something that he's being being able to provide now it's going to be nights where, where maybe he doesn't grab as many rebounds as you might hope or he might make some defensive mistakes uh, but turnovers haven't been a crazy issue with him uh, here recently, I mean, he's had three and three Big Ten games, and there were stretches last year where he was having four or five uh, in, in a game. So uh, that's been encouraging. And, and when you have a, a junior big man who's been around the block a couple of times and, and the fact that he's able to come off the bench, not only just when Kofi might have uh, a foul issue early, but just to, to, to bring another body in there that's fresh and, and can really go to work on some people uh, that's that's a big time advantage to have, and, and, and Georgie's playing well. Speaking of bench depth, let's talk about did it increase uh, after this game? Plus, uh, the third wheel of the Illini's big three. We'll talk about that next. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Derek, it was great to see Jacob Grandison have his best game. Uh, 15 minutes, I think, is the most uh, against a high major opponent. I don't know if he got to 16 by the end of it with that extra minute uh, at the end. Uh, but yeah, uh, 15 minutes plus 23 and the plus minus led the team. Uh, just a lot of little plays. Had seven points, three of three from the field, made a three, uh, had an assist, but seven rebounds and four on the offensive glass. And I don't know if he got credit with a tip that, that went to Kofi, but uh, just a lot of hustle plays. And that's exactly what they need, right? We've been talking about that Kipper role last year, but a little bit better offensively. Kipper played pretty good defensively last year, but just didn't give you much offensively. Man, if you, if you can get Grandison into that kind of role where I, he's not going to get seven and seven every night, but just to be 
effective and efficient uh, and helpful in 10 to 15 minutes a game would be a huge boost to this team. Yeah, being able to get seven and seven out of him in 15 minutes and what he is in the plus minus is huge. Uh, All four of his offensive rebounds came in the second half. And you look here and he only played, he played six minutes in the second half. So six minutes, four offensive rebounds. I know Penn State as a team only grabbed four offensive rebounds in the entire second half. Uh, he dove on the floor, and there was that play where Adam Miller misses one uh, close to the rim, and, and Grandison dives on the floor for the ball, and Illinois gets a timeout to save the possession. Possession. Those those are big plays, and and just to have that that contribution off the bench, uh, some of that that hustle, some of that some of that Kipper gave last year. Yeah. Uh, I think he he was decent uh, on the glass at, and and defensively at times. Uh, didn't have the ability to hit jump shots, and, and Grandison can uh, he, he buries a three uh, we haven't obviously been able to see a whole lot of him because he's been a liability defensively and, and some of the obviously uh, opponents have dictated his minutes and, and, and being able to play through some mistakes but I liked just the the ability to come in a, into a game like that uh, where Illinois is down and, and trying to come back and uh, he plays a big role uh, that, that's definitely encouraging I liked uh, you know you're your questions to him in the post game. I thought he was really mature in his in his answers and his approach, and uh, where it could have been easy to to question his minutes or his role or, or just the adjustment to coming to the Big Ten. And uh, he seemed to be in a good mental headspace, and I think that's encouraging for what's to come forward as we continue through Big Ten play. Yeah, and now just like this team, it's about stacking them together, right, and, and seeing if he can consistently do that because it would just be such a, a big boost to this team. Um, I, I think we can make it official now, Derek. Um, Andre Corbello is the third of the big three, right? I, I, just just a couple games into his Illini career, 15 points, uh, got to the free throw line nine times, made all of them. He's been getting to the free throw line and making them at a very high clip uh, the last couple games, I think, except for the Missouri game where they could have used a couple of them. Uh, but eight assists in this game. Boy, he gets Kofi and Georgie a lot of easy looks. Had three assists uh, and four possessions to Kofi when Illinois really whittled down that lead uh, late in the first half. Man, he just makes things go offensively, and you're going to live with some of the mistakes that he makes. I had three turnovers tonight, but you'll take eight to three. Um, And defensively, you're going to live with some of that because offensively, he just pushes the pace. He he was a one-man press breaker today when Penn State showed that. It really hurt him. Uh, Man, he's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, there's really no other way to describe it. He's an incredible playmaker. And he's, you can tell that he's settled in now uh, for the most part. And yeah, he's, he's still making some mistakes that are out of aggression. And uh, there's some silly ones where maybe, you know, he goes behind the, his back uh, on a, on a, on a push up the floor and that leads to a transition three, but uh, the give and take uh, he's giving you a whole lot more than he, than he's taking away right now. And uh, yeah, the free throws, like you mentioned, it's so hard to, to stay in front of him. It's really difficult for one guy to, to to be able to defend him and keep him in front because he is so quick off the bounce and, and obviously can change directions really well and uh, just how strong his handle is. That forces multiple guys to be able to to rotate and help off, and we see it all the time. When he gets his feet near the paint, he's usually drawing attention to that big who's trying to come over and help, and 
that just leads, leaves it for a wraparound pass or whatever kind of angle he wants to use, whatever he's feeling uh, and, and whatever he's seeing to dump it off to the big guy. Um, had a had a really <laughs> fun whatever the the hook over the head to the corner for a three that was that was pretty. I mean, he just does stuff that that not a lot of people uh, are able to show, and it's flashy and it's fun, but uh, it's it's really darn productive. And yeah, for it to be this early in the season, and, and he's that third guy, and it's pretty clear now. Uh, I, I still think that Adam Miller can yeah. can come along and, and be a, a big part of what you need. Uh, but th- there's no doubt that Curbelo right now is is a fan favorite and, and for good reason. Yeah, and uh, I, I know we're picking apart Adam Miller, but I mean he's he's in a struggle, and and you can tell with the way Brad's approached him, right? Like Brad mentioned in his opening statement, Adam diving on a loose ball, and it was it was a nice play, and it was good to see. But I mean he is pressing, right? Like the the losing and. and on that uh, ball screen where he just didn't know what he was supposed to do. Uh, didn't seem like he was focused or communicating. Uh, he, he presses a little bit offensively. He did have one nice drive uh, and made one three in this game, but he just looks like a freshman trying to figure it out right now, Derek. Yep. That's exactly it. And the, the great thing is, and we've talked about it a lot, just the situation or, or being able to have IO back. Yeah. Adam goes on the road and, and you don't get IO back and, and, he has that kind of game. You don't you don't come out with a win, obviously. And uh, Illinois in the past, when I would have struggles early on in his freshman tenure, which were definitely there. I mean, you go back and you look at him uh, early in his Big Ten career as a freshman, and, and really till about after the bragging rights game and into the that res- resumption of a Big Ten play, uh, there, there were some nights where he just she struggled. Mm-hmm. He struggled to to be able to make shots. He struggled. Uh, and that, that's characteristic of freshmen. Like, like you said, defensively, that's got to be able to be cleaned up. He goes one of four from three tonight. And uh, I did really like his drive on Jamari, yeah. on Jamari Wheeler. Um, Adam's a strong guy. He's strong. He's athletic when he's under control and he's picking a good spot when he, you know, maybe has that one-on-one and there's not a big waiting for him or the defense isn't going to be able to collapse on him. Uh, that's a play that he can make. Uh, so I, I obviously expect him to hit threes at a higher rate. Uh, expect him to learn further uh, with his defense. But, yeah, it's just – it's growing pains. And the good thing is you're able to still win uh, while he's going through that. So, Illinois takes that road trip, Derek, and they go one and one, uh, which I, I think if we would have looked at the schedule and said two and one with, you know, two road games on there, I mean, you would have hoped three and oh. Uh, but coming out of there two and one at this point, you scored 92, 88, and 98 so far. In the first three Big Ten games, uh, just ridiculous. But now you have a matchup, and as we're recording this, Northwestern is up on Indiana in Bloomington right now, and and look out for Northwestern apparently. Uh, but still, I think that listen, Northwestern is going to be improved. Uh, I still don't think that team's going to be an NCAA tournament contention. And Indiana is losing at home right now. It's a team that struggles to score, Derek. Um, so if Illinois brings its B, B-minus defense in this game. Uh, I think they got a good chance at this, but Indiana's going to try and make it into a, a rock fight, uh, I'm sure, and, and Illinois has got to be prepared for that. They can't they can't not come out um, prepared for it like they did against Indiana. Or yeah, a, a really – or against Penn State, like, yeah, like you were saying. Um, it, the, the lack of maybe focus or energy early on, uh, as maybe they had tonight, that I can't that's not going to cut it against an Indiana team that is going to be better than Penn state uh, on the season. And obviously you can't just 
get down 15 and say, oh, well, we got a just ridiculous size uh, disadvantage or advantage uh, with Kofi, be able to throw it down into him, and, and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're tied in the game because Trace Jackson Davis is going to be uh, – it's going to be one heck of a, mm-hmm. of a battle as we saw them two go together uh, against each other you know, back in March. But Indiana's top 10 in the country, defensive efficiency. Uh, Archie Miller's teams traditionally, uh, real, really now that he's been here, they, they have the characteristic of being rock solid defensively and struggling to score and, and maybe having one guy that can really hurt you, Trace being that guy. Uh, haven't really been teams that shoot all that well from three. Uh, so I, I think that, it, yeah, if Illinois is able to to get out and transition and, and get some easy baskets and, and obviously not give in, Indiana a whole lot of things easy, easily, uh, that's a game you should definitely win. And you're really now in this stretch here, five year next seven at home, not playing. I don't know if you're playing anybody in, in that top five, top six range in the, in the Big Ten. I don't think you are. Uh, there, there's a real favorable stretch to start stringing things together and, and building your your win total for a push towards you know what you hope to be a Big Ten title. Yeah, and I think you've used this stat, Derek. What is it? Six of the next seven are in the state of Illinois. Um, yep. And uh, I would say one of those is against a really tough Big Ten team, which would probably be Ohio State. And we saw what EJ Odell did tonight. I mean, Indiana, I think, is an NCAA tournament team. Purdue's always tough, but they're pretty young. Um, this is a stretch where you got to make hay. This is the stretch where you got to find a way to get ahead of the group before you have that Michigan State, Iowa, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, where that's going to decide um, probably who wins the Big Ten. But to do to be even be in that, you have to you have to take care of business against a schedule. Let's be honest, Illinois was handed a much fa- more favorable schedule than those other Big Ten contenders. Yep, and it's it's kind of the Wisconsin formula last year, and, and compared it to to them in terms of the single plays with with the other top teams in the league. Of course, you want to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. You. you you're, you're looking at the Rutgers game because Rutgers maybe doesn't get mentioned as much as they should in terms of that top that top battle for the league. But the fact that they went on the road and lost to Ohio State, uh, Michigan State's dropped one to Northwestern, that, that's at least good. Um, but there's no doubt about it. What Wisconsin was able to do last year is, is just clean up against teams that they were supposed to beat. And, and now you're in a, a stretch where you have, you know, five, six, six of those for sure coming up and then, uh, there's, there's obviously going to be those matchups against Michigan State, Iowa, Indiana, Wisconsin, like you said, that will really create some movement and create some positioning at the top of the league if you, if you are able to take advantage of that. So uh, it, it start, you want to start to see some consistency. And we talked about it a lot last year. Good defense allows you to be consistent uh, game in and game out. We saw Illinois obviously reel off, what was it, seven, eight Big Ten mm-hmm. wins in a row last year, and that was that was tied to their defense and, and being able to be in a lot of games even when the ball wasn't going in. But uh, if they're able to, to start taking steps towards that with their defense, then I, then I think that they will be able to – they should be able to go to, on a nice little run where they're not leaving the state but once here in the next next seven. Derek, I just had to Google the name Chase Audage. Have you ever heard of Chase Audage? I, I couldn't even tell you who that is. Uh, he's got 11 points in the second half against Indiana. He's a William and Mary transfer, Google tells me, uh, playing for Northwestern. Just hit a ridiculous step back, uh, three-point J. 
right right in Indiana player's face and Northwestern as a five point lead with with two minutes remaining. Like I I I thought it was Boo Booey because <laughs> it's the best name in the Big Ten, um, but it's just Northwestern apparently putting up a fight, man. Good for them. Interesting. That's interesting. Uh, after well, going into today, Big Ten teams were seven and one at home, and Ohio State made it eight and one. Obviously, Illinois uh, ruins that. I've noticed this, and I we're we're, we're talking shop here, but yeah. John Gross is really instilled, obviously, in my head. I catch myself doing that yes. a lot. But uh, and you know they, what Lovey Smith the, did? You know what Lovey Smith did? A bit, a little bit. I say that all the time. <laughs> These coaches, man, and their their sayings they get repeated so often in our heads. Uh, someone <laughs> called me out on it. He said, "Dan, you got to get over the Lovey a bit." But we we all do, obviously, so much yep. since John Gross. I don't think I picked up yeah. much from Tim Beckman, though, so thankfully. <laughs> I had lasagna for dinner tonight, so maybe, maybe that, that, that checks that box there. But um, what, what's, yeah. on, what's on the Piper uh, agenda for Christmas Eve, Christmas? What, what are the, what, what's planned? What does the Piper family do for those two big days? Oh, let's see. Getting together with the family. Got the mom's side tomorrow. We kind of got... Me and fiance kind of joke. We got the four Christmases kind of vibe going <laughs> yeah. in terms of the different stops, yeah. and that's always uh, so that's a good time. Uh, so with with my mom and the family tomorrow night, and uh, you know, simple, bake the ham, have all the mm-hmm. the, the nice the nice meal uh, over at the grandma's too. Is that like a go to uh, movie? You know, I, I'm a Christmas vacation guy. Yeah, I uh, I'll watch it. I've already seen it like four times. I watch it again. Uh, I'm not as big into Christmas story. Now my, yeah. my, my fiance will argue to the death about that, but good for her. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where you stand on that one. Well, my wife, like it's, it's the opposite for us. I, my, we more of a Christmas story family. Well, my wife is big into Christmas vacation. So, mm. um, I, I think they're both good. It just depends on what you grew up with. Right. Uh, I know Christmas sure. stories kind of like the indie movie that people like um <laughs> christmas vacation is more the bigger one but uh yeah tomorrow we get arroyo's pizza every year with my nice. my, my mom and dad and then christmas morning my father-in-law actually cooks and he just it's this huge butter filled uh hash basically Derek, where it's like bacon and sausage and eggs and um hash browns and just like five sticks of butter in it um, so yeah, mm. I need to, I need to work out after, after that, but <laughs> looking forward to it. Take a Brad Underwood type of walk after <laughs> that one. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, Derek. Appreciate you, uh, uh, staying up late and doing this with me, man. But, uh, Illinois gets the win six and three and sets up a big one against Indiana. And this is uh, again, where I think Illini fans, this is where they want to start feeling better about their team. If you can string together and stack those wins, cause it feels like you could have, I don't know if you're going to have like five or six straight, but you could win five of the next six or six of the next seven. Yep. And it's a better feeling. You you think the last two years you come off a bragging rights loss and boy, the conversations we were having after last year's <laughs> defeat and where Illinois basketball was and thoughts on Brad Underwood and everything. So uh, after 16, two, I, I was wondering what this podcast <laughs> might sound like and what, what the message board would be like, but uh, you get to enjoy the win. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And, uh, We'll see you on Saturday for Illinois, Indiana. Merry Christmas, man. See you in a couple of days. Sounds good, man. Right. Happy holidays to everybody out there. 
Same. Uh, happy holidays to everybody out there. Enjoy it with your family. Stay safe. Uh, take care of each other. Again, Illinois defeats Penn State 98-81. to uh, The stats from Illinois, that's the most points Illinois scored in a Big Ten regulation game since 1995. It's the most they've had in a Big Ten regulation road game since 1971. Again, the last three games, Illinois 92 points, 88 points, 98 points. Offense is certainly not a problem. Not with Iowa DeSumo, Kofi Coburn, and Andre Corbello right now. Uh, those three, tough for any opponent uh, to beat. So if they can lock in, be more consistent defensively, follow us, this team's got a good path ahead of them. Right now, Ken Palm projects Illinois to win one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games Illinois favored in a row. This is where you make hay. And sorry to count but I'm doing it like live. Uh, sorry to count. I know that's not riveting podcasting material, but Illinois favored to win nine straight games. Doesn't mean they'll win all of them, of course, but they are favored to win nine straight games. Right now, their projected record, 17-9, and 13-7, Big Ten. That's put them in contention for a Big Ten title, but they'll have to up that uh, a little more to win the Big Ten title. All right, check out the latest content in the line. I inquire, got our quick hits up there, got uh, Brad Underwood and Jacob Grandison uh, post-game press conferences. Grandison gets the call today, and as he should, and I was happy because I'm about to write a Jacob Grandison piece. Derek Piper will have player grades coming up after that, and we have plenty of football content coming, uh, including over the holidays, uh, so we'll have some content up there for you as you're hanging out with your families, you want to scroll on your phone, check out some Illini stuff. We'll be there at IlliniInquire.com. If you don't have a VIP pass, you can sign up and get your first month $1. Check us out. Uh, we got some football recruiting stuff coming Coming up as well, the transfer portal. It's getting kind of interesting, and it could get more interesting uh, as we move forward. And Brett Bielma out with a couple offers today as well. We got updates on that. Check out Alana Inquire VIP access, just a dollar. Thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing us on the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, do do that if you uh, can. Uh, we appreciate when you do that. Thanks for listening. Everybody have a happy holidays. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Alana Inquire podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 